guys, welcome to another episode of Jackpot Diaries, a podcast documenting the experiences of African immigrants in the diaspora. Yes, we had another family and friends episode. We talked about the experience receiving African immigrants. Yeah, so shout out to all the uncles and aunts that housed us when we first arrived. This episode is dedicated to you guys. Make sure you like, follow, and enjoy the episode, guys. Bye. Bye. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Jaffa Diaries. Here on Jaffa Diaries, we like to document the experience of African immigrants in the diaspora. Mm-hmm. And we have a... Another non-immigrant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, <laughs> it's more of a perspective one of those who have immigrated and somewhat emigrated. Yeah. yeah. We have a guest. I'm sorry, who's our guest? Um, Our guest is family another um, family podcast we love that yeah i love how we started this podcast saying oh we have family and friends what has this podcast been family and friends if you count it it's only like trisha <laughs> well guys we have our older cousin our brother i don't know you say hi to jalil hi jalil hi jalil yo 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 what's good Good. Good. Jill, are you okay with older cousin? He's our older cousin. Yeah. That's yes, how, I'm that's... okay. I'm okay with older cousin. Yes. Older cousin. That second cousin, older cousin. Yes. You know, yeah. family trees in um in Nigerian households they it's get all a over bit place. intertwined. <laughs> 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 we could be here all day. Yeah. <laughs> we could be here all day. <laughs> Uh, but we have Jalil here today because I think he he brings a very interesting perspective to this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was telling Jalil about the podcast like when last season wrapped, and he was like, "Okay, so when are you going to get me in the podcast?" And I was there doing Shakara, like, "Oh no, it's for you know, it's for immigrants only." Mm-hmm. He's like, "No, wait, <laughs> <laughs> all right, perspective." Mm. So you know how when you move and you japa, you there's somebody's house that you guys always go to. Exactly. You always yeah. have one uncle, one uncle or one, some cousins in the US. That you stay with before you go and before do whatever you came here for. While you're finding your feet. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, enter Jalila and Baba. Yeah. Jalil's house yeah. was that house. <laughs> yes, yes. Deep freezer in the garage, jollof rice in Noma. every corner of the freezer. Yes. Noma, that. Noma. Yes. No. Indomie think, on the top of the fridge, all of the all <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we wanted to get that perspective of I guess what it's like receiving um, um African immigrants and mm. how that influenced you as a person. Um but we'll start from an origin story. Uh we'll start with your dad's origin story. How much do you know? In fact, knowing your dad, you definitely know this story. So I'm gonna ask you to <laughs> tell us the story. Of how your of dad ended up in the U.S. Yes. Yeah, I'll give the the short version so that we can really get into the perspective. So mm-hmm. my dad grew, grew up in Lagos, Nigeria, born and raised in Lagos, Nigeria. Um, mm-hmm. And for reference of the family tree, my father is um, direct. Let's see. He is your father's uncle. So correct. Yeah. Technically. So technically, that's that's how it goes. So. Uh, growing up in Lagos, Nigeria, um, he lived with a multitude of, of relatives. And at a point mm-hmm. in time in his childhood, he lived with your guys' grandfather, Big Daddy. And mm-hmm. in and around the time where my dad was preparing himself for you know, college and 
you know, his, his track towards his professional life, he mm -hmm. wanted to, to move abroad and specifically to the United States and mm -hmm. on, and our lineage on, you know, my dad's line, your guys' grandfather's line, my dad being the youngest of, of 10, he was the only one to immigrate, um, or yeah. the first one, I should say, to immigrate to the mm -hmm. States. Um, mm -hmm. And he met my mom in, mm -hmm. in the Bay Area, Northern California, um, and she's mm -hmm. from the, the Bay Area. And then they started our family. And um, in, in the Bay Area, they, they quickly moved to, to Davis, California, and that's mm -hmm. where it all kind of started as far as the the house that that everybody in our family knows as far as the first stop mm -hmm. off off mm -hmm. the boat if you will yeah mm -hmm. you know every, everyone in our family knows that and you got to go to Davis yeah you you have to you have to pass through us and you have to yeah. graduate from from <laughs> Linden Lane you, you have to so mm -hmm. but for my for my dad it was all about um you know, being the first one to come to the United States to make sure that he was doing anything and everything that he could to, to, to bring relatives that wanted to come to the States, um, to the States and, and provide more opportunity. It was all about team playing for him. So I'll just, mm -hmm. I'll stop there for, for level setting purposes. Mm -hmm. That's so sweet. So you said your mom was um, from California as well, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. But it already sounds like you had a pretty, African upbringing with you know freezer in the, the indomie on the fridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with the freezer in the garage, course. all that kind of thing. So, like growing up, you very, you knew very early that you were in Nigerian and this was a Nigerian household. So, like, how did your dad and your parents actually instill that in you guys? When did you start coming aware of okay, this is this That's is who I am. yeah, this is a little <laughs> bit of Nigeria. It's not like everyone else's household, you yeah. know. Yeah, is. As far as I can remember who I was, um, I knew our household as a as a Nigerian household. Um, mm -hmm. But it all was, you know, embedded within the ethos of how my parents created our our household. We yeah. mutually shared in my mom's African-American culture and our Nigerian Yoruba culture. Um, mm -hmm. So we would spend a lot of our weekends in Vallejo, California, where my mom was from, so that we mm -hmm. were in tune with the african-american roots and then mm -hmm. anything and everything about our nigerian household and our anibaba culture as a family was deeply embedded within us from you know the beginning of, of mm -hmm. our consciousness and mm -hmm. a lot of it comes through what we're talking about as far as having you know relatives like your parents you mm -hmm. two individuals living with us you can go down mm -hmm. the line of how many Anybaba descendants lived with us for, well, for we're gonna get to that. <laughs> a long period of time. So it didn't it never felt like to me that I was I was growing up in California, distant mm -hmm. from who who I am as a mm -hmm. as a Yoruba man. So and that's all testament to to the open mind that both of my parents had in terms of yeah. making sure um our family is in fact that extremely inclusive to all of our relatives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you knew you knew nothing else. It's yeah. just it's just who you've been. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And for context, like, let me tell you how Nigerian his dad is. Every time I spend time at your house, I wake up to a talking drum. Like I wake up to a talking drum. Uncle is just going at it. Yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He brought Nigeria with him. Really. He did. Yeah. He did. He yeah. It was. He never left him. He never left him. 
Um, okay, so um, I'm trying to give a timeline. Why can I cast your age? What year were you born? Of course, I'm October nineteenth, nineteen eighty eight. Okay, I'm thirty four. When do you remember receiving your first? What, what did your yeah? What do you remember the first person that came to your house, and what did your dad tell you guys was happening? Yeah, was there a conversation yeah. about it, or so just showed up at home? So the first that I remember, I can't even remember when people started to to come Show and up, yeah. either live or stay with us. For example, when we're talking about there's. If I go through old photo albums, there are pictures of of Big Daddy carrying me mm-hmm. in San Francisco. And mm-hmm. for, for reference, Big Daddy is is their grandfather. Our grandpa, my, yeah. My uncle. Um, the firstborn on my dad's or my parents' line. So uh, it's again, it's it's literally been from from the beginning. Um, and it's been intentional for, for my parents. They wanted us to to not only know who we are, but live who we truly yeah, are. Um, yeah. But as far as the first that I can really remember, oh man, um, it probably would be Uncle Tony Antonio. So he lived mm-hmm. with us, and that's this is Uncle Uncle Tony is on my my dad's mother's side, the okay. Antonios. He okay. lived with us early, early, early on, even when we were in Southern California before we moved up to Northern California. So this is probably when I'm about three turning four. And then mm-hmm. when he moved up to Northern California, he moved and stayed with us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, that that really was kind of the the time where it didn't seem, it wasn't disconnected. It wasn't like a visitor. This is just yeah. our house. This is how it Somebody is. Somebody who just lived here. Mm-hmm. And then when I was about right, or, right after Cousin Tony was living, Uncle Tony was living with us, my dad's mom, came and lived with us as well and then she stayed for for the rest of her life with us so from four years old on there were relatives that were that were living with us and you know for me i i wouldn't have had it any other way because i didn't i didn't know any better mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's the only experience you have is just having that like expansive multi-generational home yeah that's pretty it must have even felt awkward if there wasn't you One know someone yeah like house. like yeah. what's going yeah. on yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. in the in bet- in the in between stages it was like daddy when is when is so-and-so coming coming mm-hmm. next and that mm-hmm. was always kind of if there's like an in-between my dad mm-hmm. was already planning for who's coming next for for who's coming next whether it be cousin mm-hmm. Tyler, whether it be on tbc whether it be your parents, whether it be mm-hmm. YouTube individual, whatever it was. Um mm-hmm. and don't for, don't forget, I remember when you were born, Abimsola, I remember. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, I can tell I can tell I can tell the story too, because <laughs> I remember I remember it like yesterday. But but yeah, it's that that also too in terms of the multi-generational household mm-hmm. and also too just multi-generational um you know, expansion of opportunities was very mm-hmm. intentional with our family. Mm-hmm. Our parents mm-hmm. wanted the best for the the generations coming. So mm-hmm. your parents and my parents planned together for 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 Antaronka to be in the states to have you so that you had your citizenship. The, mm-hmm. All these things were were very were very intentional mm-hmm. and yeah. you know that's that those are some of the things that that we're benefiting mm-hmm. from and the idea is that 
that we create more opportunities for for our children um, down the road. Like mm-hmm. yeah. Did did your parents ever tell you their immigration story? I I know it. Do you? I do. It's yeah. quite crazy. I don't know if you know the story. <laughs> so I I know it my, from observation, but please do share. See us telling you the stories. This uh, is lovely. And let me All see. Right. I want to see if what I have in my mind is in fact. Mm-hmm. What indeed happened? Okay, so my understanding is mm-hmm. your dad. Um, so you know how I don't know if they still do it, but there's a lottery like mm-hmm. citizenship lottery system. Trust, mm-hmm. trust me, we would we know the lottery in my household. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what year this was specifically, but like he would just routinely enter like mm-hmm. all his family members anybody like, could just yep. think of every yep. single person if they had I Baba on the end of their name application he has put them in he has put yes. them in for the system but here's the best part he wouldn't tell any <laughs> of them he wouldn't yep. tell any of them that he was supposed to be in the system I guess to like so that if they don't get it they're not they disappointed they yeah. yes of course it makes sense yeah Yeah. so my mom is just telling me the story about how like at that time, they're like, ah, America is too strict. The immigration is a mess. Ah, I'm not looking that side, by the way. Niger- America's immigration is still a mess. I do not recommend you look this side. <laughs> but <laughs> they just get a call one day from the American embassy in Lagos that you should come that pick up their documents. That they have appointment that you should come and pick up their documents. My, yeah. my mom called my dad. Yep. He said, What's going on? <laughs> which, kind, which kind of documents? Yeah, <laughs> what, what, what are you talking about? And and they get there and they're like, oh, that's congratulations. They should start filling out the form to collect their green card. Mm-hmm. That the brain started to bust. No, my dad said, take it to yourself. Who, Who could have? I, yeah. I just have not, called, not called your dad. I was like, yeah, that was me. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So like, yep. that is, that I think for me made me realize just like the character of your dad, mm-hmm. like who, like who he is, like mm-hmm. to go out of his way to be like, I'm chopping good. My entire family, everybody's got to eat. Everybody must gotta eat. eat. And also, Look. not only are they going to like eat when they come here, I will be cooking for them mm-hmm. until they are ready to go and start looking for food by themselves. Yeah. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Let me let me level set. This is so this the story that you told is 100% true. That is exactly what I would have said as well. The mm-hmm. one thing that I will share from from our perspective mm-hmm. is we weren't chopping good. We <laughs> you know what? I'll yeah. be I'll be honest. We yeah. weren't. And it was that was the the to the character of my dad mm-hmm. that goes further into the story. I know that maybe from from the the Lego side of the of the perspective, yeah, yeah America, anything, is just anything America, you're chopping nice, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. nice yeah. five star restaurants, all this. No, yeah. I'll I'll be the first to tell you we were we were struggling, and mm-hmm. we had you know jobs when we were young, and we understood we had you know I was twelve, thirteen, fourteen. I had a paper out, take my paycheck hand over to daddy, sending it straight mm-hmm. over to Lagos. And at the time before you could even drive. So it really helped to to infuse us into the the team nature of our mm-hmm. family. The culture so, of like helping, yeah. 
Exactly. So that's why I don't see you guys as my cousins. We are brother and sister. I don't mm-hmm. see Uncle Larry mm-hmm. as my uncle or my cousin. He is my he is an extension of of my okay, dad. Yeah. I don't see Aunt Ronke as auntie. She is an extension of my mother because mm-hmm. that's how we were we were raised. And you mm-hmm. you sacrifice where at the bare minimum everybody is here in the middle. Yes. There's no someone is way up here, and then you're just mm-hmm. watching somebody struggle down mm-hmm. here. So mm-hmm. that's that's where it all it all really comes from. And yeah, my mm-hmm. dad he's the he's the king of of just you know kind of making sure that people are are taken care of, and he yeah. he never thinks only with within himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me let me go back to like actually hosting people that were coming from Nigeria at the beginning of their immigration experience mm-hmm. ballpark yeah, yeah. number how many people did you actually just see coming in and out in and out and how do you think that played on your nigerianness like did you get a new perspective based on the things they brought the way they would talk you know about nigeria or lagos did they have an impact on you and that kind of thing uh the amount of people sure but it was more so the people and who they were and the characters mm-hmm. and the fa- and the family members. Another thing mm-hmm. I'll probably level set is that my dad wouldn't just, he wouldn't fill out immigration for anybody. Mm-hmm. Our family is big. Yes. And there's mm-hmm. so many people to, to bring over, but mm-hmm. character and lineage and doing things the right way. That was the, just the, that was the only prerequisite for, for my dad. And mm-hmm. You know, and again, you guys know within our family, you can basically close your eyes and pick somebody and you're going to get good character, doing things the right way, come over. Mm. And yeah, it it affected affected me and and my my brother Jamil positively to ways that I can't even begin to describe as far as, you know, being in tune with our our Nigerian culture, our 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 Yoruba roots our mm-hmm. our islamic background as well um mm-hmm. and for for me the biggest thing the biggest way i could sum it up is that you know we were raised to to know and understand that you have all of the positive role models that you need within mm-hmm. our family so mm-hmm. and i i saw that through the way my dad lived my dad mm-hmm. is in the most healthy and positive way my dad is obsessed with your parents. He is. Obs- <laughs> he was obsessed with with Big Daddy. He is obsessed with Uncle Ambab. He is obsessed with Auntie Saida. He is. He loves Auntie Bisi from the bottom of his heart. And mm-hmm. just the way he would talk about these people when we were young, before we would meet them. Mm-hmm. Nah, when you get to meet them, no, 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 you have no yeah. idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The first, the first time I go, I went to, to Lagos and I got to meet Antibisi. It's like I'm mm. meeting a celebrity because, oh, because, because of the, up, yeah. yes, because of the way my dad would talk about her, the way my mom would talk about her, the way my mom would tell stories about when they went to Lagos on their honeymoon and Antibisi would take care of my mom, this, that, and the third. Your dad That's, took your mom to Lagos for honeymoon. <laughs> Yes, love. You know, where where else? Where where else is? Honestly, you know what? Get to know me. Is my is my dad going to take his Mm -hmm. his wife, his Mm -hmm. California wife, on honeymoon? 
get to know yeah but see what you have married is, into yeah. yes this is and you know it's like of course i had the benefit of having your parents live with us for 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 a multitude of years so i knew them really well mm-hmm. but when i got to meet uncle tunji for the first time i said oh. is this is this uncle Larry's clone what is happening here <laughs> No, all of, they look that alike. I think so, actually. Yeah. Yes, they, they what? They, yes, they probably look the most alike. Mm. Yeah, yes. they probably look the most alike. So for me, I had the the through the way that my my parents raised us, I had the the benefit of of idolizing my Anibaba relatives, relatives yeah. mm-hmm. um, and that also to put something in me that said, okay, I need to be positive role models for. For, for you guys and for the ones that are, are younger than me. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's nice. Um, okay, but yeah, ballpark, real quick. How many people do you think went through your home? Ah, ballpark. Ballpark. How long, what is the, for the standard of, of living? Are we talking about at least a month? Or? Yes. Yeah, let's do at least yeah. a month. Let's do at least a month. I yeah. don't know if I get 20, at least. 20, 20 in your least. entire lifetime. At, at least. At least, okay. at least. We could we could start to count. You have you have both of your parents. That's two. You have Auntie BC. Mm-hmm. You have Auntie Tyler. Cousin Tyler. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. have um, Sule. You have mm-hmm. um, my grandmother. Mm-hmm. You have, do, you count the, do you count the kids too? So that would be you. That's Malik Beam. That's yeah. that's um, Yasmin, uh, Jalal, J- Jamal, Ashabi, Jalal, Ashabi. This we can we can keep we can keep going. You have yeah, Jalal, Sanyaulu. You have so many, but it's never it was never about the number, mm-hmm. and it was about again. My dad was able to immigrate here successfully, and he was mm-hmm. hell bent on making sure that. Other people Everybody. in our family had the same opportunities, but also too understood the roadmap of how to immigrate successfully. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. okay, you're here now, do your thing. It was, mm-hmm. you're here now, you just started. Let me teach yeah. you how this works, how mm-hmm. you you assimilate into yeah. uh, a new environment, Country. but mm-hmm. you never let go of who you are. Yeah, yeah. 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 So as a student of the davis academy yeah because i did mm-hmm. i did go through yeah yes. yeah so like <laughs> it was very it was very helpful in my experience mm-hmm. being that like uncle would like kind of show me how to like move through society like you know this is how yes. you talk to people mm-hmm. right and he would like always reinstate okay remember why we're here the goal here is yeah. education america is a lot it's mm-hmm. free for all there's all these opportunities there's mm-hmm. all these thoughts of thinking there's mm-hmm. all of this you have to make sure you pick and choose mm-hmm. i kind of always remember like your nigerian it's like mm-hmm. have that like he, i think one of the biggest things he told me is like if you can't like tell your parents you're doing it or you're a little ashamed mm-hmm. to say that you did it then you probably shouldn't do it probably shouldn't, yeah. probably shouldn't be right. doing it yeah. right and i think at least in the first year before i tweet out the window I <laughs> <laughs> I was I was definitely one hundred percent literally having those thoughts in college. I mm-hmm. literally remember in college just thinking about yes. 
you know, your mom seemed mobbed you today, yeah. Or even how does uncle, how uncle feel about this, right? Mm-hmm. Because like our African right. friends can be a lot stricter, right? Yeah. Uncle has lived here a little bit longer. He might be a little more practical, that kind of thing. But his values are still very yeah. strong. So if I can, if I can cheat myself by bypassing my parents, I can't you bypass. You can bypass uncle. I've yeah. gone to my. I've yeah, yeah, that's a word. That's a word. So yeah, it was pretty helpful. Um, had a lot of impact on me because even after like graduating through Davis, I got a second round of school because I went and lived with them for Jalil and Jamil like a for, summer? for a summer, right for before a summer in Chicago, up, yeah, before yeah. I went to college, right before Malik joined the business of stealing people's um, donuts and not hey, telling. Let's not, oh. let's not do that here. We don't need to do that here. This is this is a we don't do that here. Yeah. Uh-huh. So like. <laughs> A lot of a lot of impact from you and your family on me, but like mm-hmm. what do you think you contributed to those people's experiences? Like, like what me was your attire? Yeah, like what in the part assimilation. did you play? Yeah. Minus the, the paycheck. I would I would say, yeah. <laughs> the what I what I contributed is in mm-hmm. lockstep with what what Jamil contributed. And it's mm-hmm. again helping uh you know, people understand uh what what some of like behaviors or actions or the lack thereof really mean in american society and how mm-hmm. to find that sweet spot of mm-hmm. you know delivering exactly what you want to deliver mm-hmm. um and at either your actions or you know the way that you're interacting with with new friends or making them or you know in mm-hmm. your job settings or school settings what are you actually trying to say and do Mm-hmm. And okay, let's help you figure out how that's going to land mm-hmm. perfectly for with, the American audience. Yeah, for the yes, for the American. And yeah. of course, that goes. You know, it goes without saying that our biggest role in doing that was was within within Suleiman's, uh immigration because mm-hmm. Jamil, Jamil and Suleiman same age. They went to they were in s- same classes. You know, we all mm-hmm. played sports together. So. Mm-hmm there's a lot of things early on where it was mm. like, okay, like for example, when Suleiman first got to, to the States and, you know, was going to school, people couldn't, people had no idea what he was saying. Zero clue. <laughs> yeah. Zero, yeah. Zero clue what he was saying. Well, Not only talking. because of his accent, but because he talks really, really fast and mm-hmm. cuts, cuts his words. Mm-hmm. So for me and Jamil, we understood what he was saying yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. So it was about being able to decode those things in real time mm. and either, you know, deliver certain messages or like say, hey, look, hey, this is, this is how it goes for real. This is why mm-hmm. this person is mad or doesn't mm-hmm. understand the urgency in with which you're trying to get your point across yeah. or, you know, don't do that or do it like this, you know, <laughs> this, eat this way, ask yeah. all this, it yes, is, yeah. 100% code switching. Mm-hmm. There's also two colloquial differences there's a huge difference between american english and mm-hmm. british nigerian english yeah and so so we would sit down in the house and we would talk so they would say oh, okay so when if we're leaving to go to this soccer tournament at 9 30 a.m what time do we need to leave the house to get petrol we me and Jesus, <laughs> what, what? <laughs> petrol. Hey, petrol. What is petrol? Then you would say, oh, it's is fuel. What is fuel? Uh, fuel. Even worse. Yeah. Still, what is fuel? Gas, gas. bro. Yeah. Talking about gas. <laughs> like, you know, so all those things. Or he would say, Oh yeah. yeah, you know, pass me that biro over there. 
What is a biro? <laughs> oh, you mean the pencil? No, the biro pen. Okay, got it. Mm. So the code switching went, it, it was mutually beneficial. Yeah. Where we would learn. You got British, to understand, yeah. British Nigerian terms. Mm -hmm. We would learn Nigerian Yoruba slang. We would mm -hmm. learn. But then, of course, Suleiman or Jalal or whoever mm -hmm. would learn you know, how to infuse those things and, mm -hmm. and all that into American culture. I even remember because I, hmm, I don't know if I technically really went through Davis Academy, but I, there was through a osmosis. Of time, through osmosis, I don't think honestly. you were enrolled through osmosis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> she, was, she was taking an online class. Yeah, online, I was, I was, I was. <laughs> and then I did a little semester abroad yeah, in Houston. Yeah, there you go. There so there it was a period of time where Jalo was living in Houston because he was going in Houston. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I would come home from college, probably, about yeah. that time, we would have like conversations like this. I remember in the car, we would be driving somewhere and we would have conversations. Um, I remember one around like the N-word and how you were playing sure. soccer one time and one guy just did nonsense. But it, it gave me, it yeah, in the same way, it gave me that perspective of like understanding how to operate in American society. Even mm. though I was technically already in American society at this point in time, but like unlearning the old ways and like experiencing it from from an from an American who's also Nigerian, so you mm -hmm. trust the source mm -hmm. of the information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shout out you. But I'm gonna get to my favorite part. Who was Let's your go. favorite guest? Who was your favorite person to right. have in the house? No pressure at all. No no pressure. Uh <laughs> ja, I'll you know this computer. <laughs> you know what? Don't don't worry. Don't worry. It's okay. <laughs> let me let me be as honest as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. And for me, I never had a, a favorite one mm -hmm. because quite frankly, it goes back to the beginning of what we were talking about. Mm -hmm. I was obsessed with all of you guys mm -hmm. and just the idea of, okay, Uncle Larry's coming and this time he's bringing Malik. Oh yes, Malik is coming. <laughs> now Malik, Malik, we get to bring Malik to our soccer tournament, X, Y, and Z, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they're planning this trip. So Uncle Larry's going to come first. Then mm -hmm. Antronka is going to come and mm -hmm. she's pregnant. So we have to make sure that it, everything, the bed is set for Antronka perfect. Mm -hmm. oh. And make sure she, she doesn't, she doesn't hear any noise though. Because yeah. the, the bedroom, the guest bedroom, which was Elijah's bedroom, mm -hmm. after she passed away, may her soul rest in peace. That mm -hmm. was where you would, if you were a highly coveted guest uh, or an elder, that's mm -hmm. where you would stay, that corner mm -hmm. room, the corner joint, right? Mm -hmm. But that's next, that's right next to my room, you know? Mm -hmm. Me and Jamil's yeah. room, we had bunk beds. And yeah. if, again, it was in that gap where there wasn't somebody staying with us. We would be swinging off the bunk beds, mm -hmm. jumping, playing, anyhow, anyhow. playing yeah. Sega, anyhow, anyhow. No, Aunt is coming. We can't make any noise. She's pregnant with this. This newborn baby needs to come out perfect. Boom. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, boom. Now we have Beam. So, yeah. It, for me, it wasn't about one, but I can tell you that for each and every one of you guys that was coming from Nigeria, you guys may not have known. I think maybe the elders may have known, but like I was watching each and every one of you guys and each and every one of you guys represented Yoruba land in a very specific 
and um, important way to me and the way in which each and every one of you guys have your unique uh, personalities. Mm -hmm. And I was looking for your positive characteristics and I was trying to steal them from each and every one of you guys. Mm -hmm. So what I can say is, is that for, for you, Beam, what I always loved was your, your grace. Wash me. Yeah, your grace. And also, too, though, your grace mixed with a little bit of, of, of attitude. <laughs> Bruh. That fine line. I, I liked it. I really, really liked that part of your personality. But Thank then, you. Malik, what I loved about your personality is that you could tell in every walk of what we would do, you were, in fact, thinking about, okay, if this gets back to my dad, my mom, Uncle, Uncle Jamal, how is this going to play out? Mm. And that's the mentality that Jamil and I have always had. So that's mm. why you slid in with us like like our little brother, no problem. Mm -hmm. yeah. I could yeah. go I could go down down the line. I think with, mm. with Uncle Larry, your father, it was what I loved about him is his intelligence and sitting down and talking with him about literally any topic on an yeah. extremely high level as if, yeah. as if he's a professor of I say that my dad or, is a walking encyclopedia. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. or cuisine, or Islamic culture, or Anibaba history, or mm. proverbs, or Yoruba language. It doesn't matter. It could be the he, history got, channel. It don't matter. He's got it mm -hmm. all. So he's got. I picked yeah. one, one or two cornerstone um, characteristics. From, characteristics, yeah, from from all of you, and I tried to add it into to who I am. Yeah. Mm. Okay. What was your least favorite part of yeah. hosting people? I can imagine for the most part, it's you know beneficial and you wouldn't trade it for anything else. But is there any like down or minor inconvenience yeah. to the whole process? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Abso yes. Abs absolutely. Um, like I said earlier, we sacrificed a lot. Yeah. We sacrificed a lot. Um, I don't think that uh, people... Well, I can't speak for other people, but what I'll say is, is that it really took a strain on, on our household. I'll just mm. be frank. Um, yes. Because at times we had to, Jamil and I had to sit backseat to our mm -hmm. parents' focus and energy and resources even. And that took a strain on, on our parents' marriage. It took a strain mm. on, you know, our our parents individually it took a strain on my dad yeah. Yeah. my dad was my dad is the most charismatic positive person i think i've ever met but mm. when we were growing up he was he was under a lot of stress yeah. his his temper was short and we mm. all know like when his when his temper fires off he is he is scary as hell mm. and so me and jamil we we knew that what we were doing in our household was was bigger than than ourselves but yeah, yeah it took mm -hmm. it definitely took a strain on us and i think mm -hmm. for me moving forward with my household i still have the same uh i still have the same anibaba loyalty to mm -hmm. all of our relatives mm -hmm. um but my boundaries are a little bit different than, yeah. than my dad's. Yeah. And, and quite frankly, yeah. my responsibility my responsibility is different. But yeah, it, it's it took a strain on us for sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah that's that's very fair. That's yeah. actually yeah. very fair. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, how can it not? You know? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. somebody has to 
something has to suffer yeah. as a result of yeah, everybody else eating good. Um, yeah. Along the same lines, mm-hmm. you've experienced this your whole life, essentially. You are creating your own household right now. Mm-hmm. Do you think that you will be doing the same? Um, and if so, what would you perhaps be doing differently? I think... <clears throat> I, for, the first thing that I'll say is I think my responsibility is different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think yeah. that our 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 greater family is at mm-hmm. a completely different stage yes. now than it is yeah. in my mid thirties and it was in my dad in, in my dad's time when he was in his mid thirties. Mm-hmm. So you gotta look at things. When he was at that time, he was the only Anibaba descendant of that line that was mm-hmm. In the United States. In the US, yeah. Yeah. Now you guys are here on on well, parents are here. We are plenty. <laughs> yeah. So I'm on this here. He has his family. Auntie BC is mm-hmm. here in the States. So the the responsibility as far as what the overall mm-hmm. family needs mm-hmm. is not is not heavily focused on immigration and getting yeah. them to the door. So yeah. That that's the that's the first thing. So will I do the same things that my dad did? No, absolutely not. Yeah. I, yeah. First, first of all, it's not a need. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I think if I was going out to try to go do that, it would be forced. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so there's that. And also, too, I think the <clears throat> what our what our parents and grandparents have always wanted for us is is better than what they had. They want mm-hmm. a better life for us than what they had. And mm-hmm. that comes, it, the responsibility is on us to be able to analyze our parents' life story, know it like the back of our hands and, and optimize it to be able to take what we know and, and double up and level up on that. So yeah. there are things about, um, you know, my dad's and my mom's experiences, both individually and collectively, that I just quite frankly won't do and or try um, <laughs> in, in yeah. the in the vein of like idolizing family members to the point where it's, mm. it's healthy and, and in line with, with our Yoruba and Islamic cultures. Mm. I, I've told myself that I, I will never try anything that, that uh, as far as family relationships are concerned, I'll never try anything that my, that my dad couldn't, couldn't pull off. No yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. Actually, you know what? That's a big yes. ask. Big ask. Yes. Yeah. And you're, you're so right. And like, you know, the responsibility is, is not the same. Like, the need for an Uncle Jamal does not really exist as much. For right? Us, yeah. And there's also like so many of us now, too. So it's a matter of if anyone is looking to immigrate now, you have a choice. Where yeah, do you want to go? Yeah. Want to go to Nashville? Yeah. Want to yeah. go to Atlanta? Yeah. <laughs> you want to go to mm-hmm. California? You, you, have, have you, have, you have options. You have now, options now, you know? Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he's done it. He's, he's, he's done it. He's done it. Yeah. He's done it. Propagated yeah. us across. He, yeah. yeah. He re- shout out he really, Jamal. He me. really has. Shout out Uncle Jamal. You, you have <laughs> to, to to give respect for for when it's due. It's mm-hmm. you, you, really, you really have to. And I think you know what the way that I always looked at it. First of all, what I'll say about about my dad and and you know how he was able to selflessly create better future for our family unequivocally. Mm-hmm. He's now in a space where he gets to live for himself and for yeah. his household, and we 
again at 810 Linden Lane in Davis, California, you know, through the late or mid 90s until the early 2000s. We mm-hmm. laid the groundwork where we were living for 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 team for, mm-hmm. for the greater for the greater family. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for anything. I know my dad yeah. wouldn't. Jamil wouldn't trade it for for anything. But um, yeah, we're we're in a space where we actually can be more selfish in our yeah. in our um, individual endeavors, and that's mm-hmm. that's something that you earn, and that's something that is it's part of, of affluence that, that takes generational years to get to. And I think my dad mm-hmm. sped that up, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I think if he was more selfish in his immigration story in the beginning, mm-hmm. then our family would have taken maybe two or three generations to, to, to get, get to, to the where point it is. Yeah. Where you beam, you can mm-hmm. live in your apartment and you don't have to house auntie or uncle or, or so mm-hmm. and so Malik same for you you don't have to do that that's not on you I don't have to do that um and I think yeah if my dad was more selfish you would have been doing that I would have been doing that maybe our kids would have been doing that and then maybe it's like three generations of any babas that need to struggle here my dad made sure that it was only one one, one generation yeah. that struggled for 15 years damn we should we call him. Like, thank you. Do you think Mal, do you think you would do that? Like, do you think I mean if there if there if there was a need for it, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, because it's also kind of fun to have, you know, your yes. people from Lagos around these kind of cool. Like we I've had younger cousins who came here for school and mm-hmm. all that they had to stay with me for a little bit. Mm-hmm. A pandemic happened, they had to be at my house for, you mm-hmm. know, for a long period of time where we didn't even have uncertainty of when it would end. Yeah. And I, I was living also with a roommate too. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had to like, you right. know, hey bro, this is this is the situation. Like, you know, this is what I'm gonna do for him. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's all do you understand? Like yeah. I had yeah, I had to do that. I had to do that yeah. a little bit. But yeah. I've never had to yeah. Like I actually like I really think about it. Like I think the closest was Okutunji's kids, but they ended up mm-hmm. going to another country. Mm. Um, but I've never really had to. There are not a lot of girls one. Mm. And I think mm-hmm. that was also part of why I didn't do the Davis pipeline, is because there's literally like no girls in that house. Well one, but even then she was I think much, it's because I think it's because your parents were already here. Yeah, yeah but I think I think here. I think part of them coming was so I wouldn't have to do that. Mm, yeah mm, yeah that makes sense yeah that does does make sense and as far as it's interesting though because you talk about genders and Mm -hmm. you know our household was it was my before my parents got divorced it was my me my dad jamil Sulaiman basically Mm. and then my mom Mm -hmm. you know when she graduated from medical school so it was like a frat house yeah so it it was it was easier for for a Malik, for a yeah. mom, for a Jalal, for an uncle Tony way back in the day to yeah, to, to, get in, to, yeah. to smoothen into that household and or vibe. But mm-hmm. it was more difficult for the women. Mm-hmm. And you had to you had to be strong because we were rough <laughs> around the edges. They like, were. They rough. were, they are, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like a it was like a Yoruba American soccer frat house. That's the other thing. Yeah, it was a very sporty so, home. Yeah, yeah. We weren't, you know, we weren't talking about or like, 
really creating spaces yeah. for you know for the women's experiences. Yeah. So that's why when you talk about some of my favorite relatives, again, I can't pick one, but that's why your mom was so crucial for me. Mm-hmm. That's why Auntie BC was so crucial for me because mm-hmm. they would say they would change they would change things hey mm-hmm. yeah. jalil jalil come 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 clean the bathroom with me come come yeah, come yeah, <laughs> you yeah, can't yeah. you can't expect you can't expect a woman to to use that to, yeah. to use the to be in these types of confines it's not a, it's not yeah. just men that are living yeah. here yeah 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 would say come 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 this is how when you when you you prepare your about this is how you do it properly this mm-hmm. is how this these are the right portions. This is how yeah. you properly fry your doo-doo. All of these types of things <laughs> where yeah. us boys we just tastes good, Jadi. Just put everything together, Jog. You know what's so funny? I remember um I don't know what number this trip was for you, but there was a trip where they came. Um, you came with your brother and so and there was one other person. Um, oh, oh, um, Saeed? Kareem. Yeah, no. Kareem. 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 Yes. This is the yes. Antonio side. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 and they came to Lagos and they stayed with us. I don't know how long that trip was. Do you recall? We stayed. So my dad stayed for two weeks. Uh-huh. Me and Jamil stayed for a month. Cousin Kareem mm-hmm. stayed for maybe. 10 days to two weeks. Yeah, he wasn't there for the whole time. I remember that. Mm. But I remember mm. just like the way the house changed. Oh, it was lovely. Yeah, it was, it was a lovely I could, visit. It almost didn't see? feel that part of life didn't even feel real. Yeah. Because well, I remember you see? <laughs> and they come back so, from soccer and their whole uh, everything is, is dirty. See, I'm like, what is going on? And then that was, that was the trip that everybody go Apollo. Yeah. yeah. I got Apollo. Whoa, Apollo yeah. tried me. Whoa. Yeah. Yes, Apollo tried me. <laughs> the whole but, house. <laughs> so this that's where the roles were, or environments were reversed. Mm. That environment right there, all day, every day, 810 Linden Lane in mm-hmm. Davis, California. We mm-hmm. that was how we lived. So that's that's exact. Thank you, Beam Ushigong. That is exactly mm-hmm. how living in Davis felt. Mm-hmm. It felt it felt like Lagos. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. because of the vibes, because of the way we had family members, we were doing the same things we were doing in Davis as mm-hmm. we were doing in Lagos. Same, mm-hmm. same. Where hundred miles an hour. Oh. Antaronke, when she would get off her shift, I know she told you she worked at a clothing store and McDonald's while she was pregnant with you. I know she told you. Mm -hmm. She would come back, make that long mile walk from come home. She's coming into the house. Me and Jamil are coming back from from school, jumping off our bike. Hey, auntie, how are you? Oh, oh, oh. hey, Jaleel, slow down. down. Okay, auntie, can I go now? Okay, you run and you go. Daddy, Mm -hmm. I need to go to practice. Can you take me to practice? Okay, blah, blah, blah. blah. You go, you come back on drunk and maybe cooked a little something. Ooh, auntie, this is nice. What is this? (laughs) An egg. Boom. (laughs) So it was was amazing. And then you're Mm. learning from, you're learning how to be respectful of other people's time, space, energy, Mm -hmm. you know, their hygiene mm-hmm. needs, all these types of things, their emotional yeah. needs. Yeah. So you can't, you couldn't think only within yourself. Yeah. 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 yeah I remember that trip. Karim literally, 
stand up speak ups the wristbands does anyone remember that mm-hmm. but they were crazy that year and he had like two on his wrist i was like oh my god yes he just took it off and, and gave, gave it to me one. i said rah ah brand new <laughs> i said rah <laughs> brand new yeah <laughs> <laughs> that year you were that guy bruh that year, that year, bruh. That year, that year. come on now oh my that's, god that's how that's how it goes and you you know the generosity is expected and you mm-hmm. You again, you start to idolize again in a healthy way your relatives. And that's yeah. what that's what you pray for. You pray for positive examples right yeah. around you. This is why I never fell victim to 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 social media worshiping. I don't know mm-hmm. these people. My dad will always say, Oh, if we were God forbid we had a school project that will say who do you who do you want to be and who is your idol? One day I think I may be uh, put I don't know Michael Jordan on there. Mm-hmm. My dad read the project. He said, "Do you know Michael Jordan? <laughs> have, you, have you ever met him before? Mm-hmm. No. You're only getting a version of what that person wants you to see. Yeah. I've seen every single version of Antronke." She's seen every single version of me. Therefore, I have enough evidence to say that till the day I die, your mom has my respect, my loyalty, and Mm -mm. anything she needs, I'll give it to her without Mm -hmm. asking. Because I've seen enough. She's seen Mm -hmm. enough of me. This is so this is this is the mentality, and I believe the healthy mentality where when I'm in a bind, I go straight to my dad. I go straight to my mom. I go straight to Elizabeth, my stepmom. If they are either unavailable or a better mentor is an auntie or an uncle or one of you two, I go to to you. I go to Uncle mm-hmm. Larry. I go to Andronke. I go straight to Uncle Ambab. I go straight to Auntie BC. Mm-hmm. And with this safety net, you cannot lose in life. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can't. It's impossible. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 10,000%. Yeah. Yeah. You got options. 10,000%, yeah. yeah. I would I would say that we had a similar that 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 culture and like value system is very big mm. in our house. That's why that's why we're no fraud stars. Mm. Yes, that's why we're no fraud stars. Yeah, mm, yes, we taught well. Mm-hmm. Yes, this was delicious. This was good. This, was, this good. was very delicious. <laughs> this was a lovely episode. I like that. Like I feel like I feel like many gems were dropped. Bruh. Many life lessons were given. Um, I was gonna call my uncle now. No, we actually have to. Yeah. We have to call him. Yeah, just yeah we could do. He would Thank be. You. Uh, you have to. You bring him on the podcast if you want real, mm-hmm. real info, mm-hmm. real, real wisdom, real information, yeah. real. You know, uh, the last thing that I'll say Mm -hmm. is that, um, you know, taking care of each other is a mutual, it's a mutual responsibility. So I never looked at it as, is like, okay, Auntie BC is coming over. Cousin Ty is coming over to live with us. She is the elder. She has to show me how it goes. Mm -hmm. It was that this is wild. Look at who's calling me. Cousin Tyle's calling me right now. Oh my God. <laughs> I love you. Yeah. So it's, uh, hold on. This is perfect. Hey, Cousin Tyle. <laughs> Joel, how you doing? I'm doing very well. Assalamu alaikum. Yeah. So 
Can I call? Can I call you right back? I'm actually on a podcast with uh, Bimisola and Malik. Oh, okay, sure, no worries. Okay, Hi. I'll call. Okay, Hi, Mata, Everybody says hello. Okay. 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 So it go. It goes. It goes both ways. I always mm-hmm. knew that I was extremely hyped. Cousin Tiles coming. She's got straight A's in every single class she's ever taken in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Now she's coming to kill the academic scene here. Mm-hmm. Okay, I need to be on my best behavior. What can she teach me? Blah, blah, blah. I was expecting Cousin Tao to be this, like, boisterous woman, str- super strong in her behavior, everything. Thick, thick Nigerian accent. She got off the plane said, hey, what's up, guys? I said, <laughs> what is going on? I said, yo, what? And this tiny little cousin, everybody thought when she was maybe, like, 20-ish, and mm-hmm. I was at that time maybe eleven or twelve or so. Mm-hmm. She looked no older than fourteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Into today. Into yeah, today. Yeah. And when she speaks her English, her English sounds like she grew up here in America. So yeah. you know, just it's it's a mutual thing where you give learning each me other, positive yeah. gems. I try to put my best foot forward and we all positively reinforce each other. So yeah, you guys are doing great work with the podcast to to tell our stories. I think it's hugely important because it helps those of us who were either born here or have been mm-hmm. living here for a long time, the importance of remembering who we are mm-hmm. and remembering our stories, our collective stories. Mm-hmm. It's all one big story. It is, I'm yeah. Like, so it's mm-hmm. all one collective story. But mm-hmm. at the same time, too, it's hugely helpful for those who are currently immigrating and are struggling mm-hmm. to know mm-hmm. they are not alone the things that yes. they're going through yeah. are are common experiences and yeah. that you have resources around you to yeah. to share in what you're going through i guess this is our version of helping with the assimilation look at process. that look at us now giving back to the look community at that. charity look yeah at that. yeah i love that for us i love that for us but yeah that was that was 100% the goal of yeah. this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, Joe, where can the people find you on the internet? If, if you, you want like to be, to be fun. Found, yeah. The people can find me um, at Jaleel underscore Anybaba4 on Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter. I don't really use Twitter like that, but whatever. I got yeah. it. Uh, TikTok, <laughs> same. Uh, you know, hit me up. Um, anything that has to do with Nashville SC as far as the club, MLS. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you could tap in to either broadcasting stuff, on camera stuff, whatever it is, mm-hmm. community stuff. Yeah, we out here. We out here. Yeah. He's in he's in his content creation era. <laughs> I mean, I'm replying to stuff like, "Hey, try this lighting. I think this lighting will work better for you." Oh, that's right. how that's how that's how we work now. Yes, right, right. help 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 begets help. So I'm I'm yeah. always open for for criticism. Please help yes. me. Out. And if you are listening on Spotify, I actually want to know, would you do the same? Would you be receiving African immigrants? In your home? Yes. Or how do you intend to give back? Yeah. Um, Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave us a rating, follow the podcast. Do follow. Yeah. And we'll see you next week. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.